0: everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Commentaries. I'm Lee. And I am Will. And we're going to talk about this week's episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, this past week's chapter six, uh, it's called The Prison. Uh, this one actually had some uh, pretty good cast. I was surprised to see some cameos from it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you, got were, Mark you were, Ma- you, were clam- you were clamoring for the cameos, uh, what was it, the first and second and third episode? You were like, I really want more cameos. Well, here you go, because you're getting Bill Burr. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I mean, so we get Mark Boone Jr. Yeah, and it's like nobody nobody knows this guy's name, but he's in like everything. I keep thinking of, of him as the falafel guy from Batman Begins. Oh wow! You know? But okay. he's been in so many things. Where he's like, what? They don't like falafel. <laughs> um, but I I I think this guy's great in everything I've seen him in. He was in The Last mate on Earth as a great character. He's amazing in everything that I've seen him into. He uh he played oh, Bobby,
1: yeah. in – um well he played this character called Bobby on Sons of Anarchy. And okay, yep. he was <laughs> it's actually really funny because I don't know if they did a voiceover in the show for the scene that I'm about to talk about or not, but there's this one part and I think the first season of Sons of Anarchy where he does and I'm not kidding, an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> So I mean just I mean imagine him with the hair and the sideburns and he already got the gut and he's a perfect fit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I can see that. <laughs> so and it really and it so, really yeah, worked got... there.
1: But aside from that he was amazing in that show.
0: Oh he, yeah, no. I mean he's 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 been great in a lot of things. He was great in this, perfect for his character. He always he always seems to be perfect for like this. I mean just like you I keep thinking like Batman Begins where it's like yeah, can I trust this guy? Probably not. Probably not. You know, and it, it fits him, and it, it's perfect um, for anybody who's seen the show Last Man on Earth. It's it's definitely a, a very different comedy. Um, I got into it. He played a character who kind of went psycho, and they were trying to like escape from him, and he was just like trying to shoot people out. Like it was, it was crazy. Uh, anyway, you've got Mark Boone Jr. as you said, Bill Burr, who uh, he's he's great in everything I've seen him pop up in. Um, it's also weird was, whenever you see him.
1: In something you don't yeah. imagine like his style of comedy. He would be in something like this. Like it, it, mm. like even what is it? I'm going to mess up on the years. But even like six, seven years ago, when I first saw him in Breaking Bad, I was like, wow, he's doing a cameo in Breaking right. Bad. And now he's here. Right, and right. it's even weirder that he's here. Because his style of comedy, I would imagine he's the kind of person to make fun of Star Wars geeks. And here he is in something Star Wars. And it was just really <laughs> funny. Like, that's that's the first thing I thought about when I saw him. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. wow, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, see, Bill Burr. Um, Richard A-, uh, A. Oh, boy, I'm going to mess it up. Ayoade? Uh, Richard Ayoade. He's uh, the guy from the IT crowd. Um, he was in that movie The Watch. Uh, he plays Zero, the robot Zero. His voice was perfect for it. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, I, 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 I'm just so happy to see him and everything he's in. Clancy Brown makes me so happy because <laughs> he's he's always perfect for every role they put him in. You know, you think you you go back to um, Highlander, um, Shawshank Redemption, uh, what was it Pet Cemetery? Yeah. No, it was Pet Cemetery Two. Pet Cemetery Two where he's like the crazy stepfather, mm-hmm. dude, like, he was perfect. And, I didn't, and it's, I, I, I'm I. sad to say, right off the bat, I didn't realize it was him until the second time I saw him. And I'm like, oh, is that Clancy Brown? So I pulled it up, IMDB, sure enough, there's Clancy Brown. I'm like, dude, he's a, he's a Deveronian? This is awesome! <laughs> you know, you first, you see the Deveronians, you don't, you, all I think back is to, you know, Tatooine... You know, when they're in Moss Isley there at the cantina and you see that Deveronian, you're like, What's this guy? The devil? What's going on here? Wow. <laughs> you know? But to see him pop up in this, you're like, okay, Clancy Brown as this big giant Deveronian. Yeah. All right, that's cool. I'm I'm all I'm all about it. So I wanna say, um, aside from the, the guests in this episode, it just this one really hit me a lot because it made me start thinking about all the different connections that you see in these so I love the way that all of these that um, this show starts connecting all the different, um, like the prequels in the original trilogy, and then some of the new trilogy. Like they they're really doing a great way uh, a great thing to kind of tie the whole universe together. And it's not like they're just making stuff up that sounds Star Warsy. So I mean, we get examples um, where they're talking about um, the uh, Life Day, you know, right in the first episode. He's like, Oh I can't wait to go home and see my family for Life Day. It's like you've never heard them talk about Life Day except for in the holiday special. <laughs> I know we talked about that before. <laughs> but I, I like that they're connecting all of the things that I guess they're considering canon, you know, together. So it's not just like it's like, oh yeah, we say it once and then we move on, and it's done. You know, they're they're referring to things throughout this show and really tying the rest of the cinematic universe together. Just in this TV show, and I like what they're doing
1: with that. I like that almost everything that Disney has at their disposal when it comes to Star Wars is canon. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just hoping that they don't go overboard with it. Yeah, because it will seem too Easter eggy to Exactly. Many, like, hey, and remember this? Remember that? For um, for example, when um, you have our main character Mando and his first interaction with Sheena, China, Cheyenne. However you pronounce her oh. however you pronounce her name, yeah. there is a connection yeah. there and a history there that I'm sure in some other book or show it had been referenced. And I don't know about that. I think those little things there, unless they go back and they, you know, explain whatever their connection is and whatever the
0: history is, that's the kind of thing I'm yeah. talking about.
1: I really hope they don't go overboard I, I don't with that believe, kind of thing. I,
0: I don't believe in any of the other canon stuff that this character that we've been introduced here, this Mando character, I don't believe he exists in anything else that's been done yet. I think he's a brand new character that we're being introduced to here for the first time. So I feel like whatever their history is, is going to be something that we might touch upon later. Um, She makes a few references to the things he did and you know, oh, you liked it though. You know, things like that where it's like you did this back in the day, kind of like what they did a lot with – with Barton and uh, Romanoff Mm -hmm. in in the Marvel movies, where they kept on saying, remember that time over at such and such? Oh, yeah, you did this. It's like, yeah, I know what you did. It's like they kept on saying stuff like that. Like, are we ever going to? Okay, and now that we know Black Widow's coming out, I'm wondering if they're going to start to delve into a little bit more of that backstory and kind of explain a little bit more. I had the same problem there, too, because
1: at least in that case, you can go back and you can, you know, find whatever it is that they were talking about or whatever it is that they were referencing in anything Marvel comic book related you can you can maybe you can yeah. no you can yeah, go back and you do, you can do your research there um you're hmm. watching a TV show um mm. it's one thing to you know build this universe and extrapolate from what's already out there it's another thing to drop you know little hints and or or clues or references to something that maybe a lot of the audience doesn't know. I mean, I'm guessing there's a good majority of Star Wars audiences out there that hasn't read any of the books or gone into any of the comics that, you know, are sitting around confused just the same as we are. Going, how? What, right, what right. are they talking about? What's their relationship? Why is there a connection? What are they talking about right now? That's what right. I mean by that's that's kind of what I mean by I really hope they don't go overboard with that kind of thing because it would get really frustrating to constantly have oh, to oh my time. god, now I have to go and I have to look this up to find out what they were talking about in order to get more enjoyment
0: out of it. Yeah. That's 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 all I mean. Definitely. Aside from that though, I no, thought I this you. episode was awesome. Yeah, so I mean about so let's get into the specifically this episode, aside from the guest, aside from what I love about where they're going with this whole show, um, this episode had a whole different feel to me, and it reminded me of so many other things, which I can't even tell you what other things it reminds me of. But it just – it felt so – I've been looking for something like this in something Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I like the way they did it. It had a lot of different elements from movies and shows and different things I've seen, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I was just so pumped about it. You know, How many times have you seen like we're, we're putting together a crew and we're going to rescue this prisoner? It's like that's a common theme that you see. And, you know, you can't yeah. trust these people. Who do you trust? So let's get into the episode itself. Um, so it right of feels, off the bat... It kind of feels like a heist film. Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. And I, and I, and I always love, love heist films. You know, as goofy as Ant-Man was, it was a heist film. And that was great. You know? That's why I liked Ant-Man. I know I'm going to keep going back and forth. But, hey, we're still in the Disney universe. We're okay. You know, I'm sure Star Wars, even though it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, is still the same, you know universe <laughs> that marvel takes place in because they all own everything so episode starts off um mando pulls into a hangar walks up to this character that boone's playing and it's just you kind of get this whole thing it's like hey the policy is no questions asked here's the job you're gonna do it we don't talk about it okay he's got a job form just like old times whatever we're gonna put together a crew and we're gonna break out this old associate out of prison and the reason why he's basically calling him in is because he needs to use his ship, which uh, he referred to it as the Razor Crest. We'd never heard that before. Well, I don't know if, if it's the Razor Crest or a Razor Crest, but they kept saying Razor Crest. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now we know what that's called. And again, I know I brought this up before. Um, it looks an awful lot like the ships that the clones. Were dropped off in, right. you know, it's very similar. It's, it's probably you know built in, from the same factory or whatever, you know, same same uh, manufacturer. Um, I, I thought it was really great um, when they were talking about it. They made a reference to it, saying that the ship looked like it was. Um, this, again, this kind of goes back to what I was talking about, about referencing and connection connections. Makes a comment about it being looking like a Canto Byte slot machine. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like Cantobite, wait a second, last Jedi. Oh, the casino, Cantobite, that's where the slot machines were. I'm like, "Oh, so now they're tying the new, you know, tri- the new trilogy into it." I'm like, "This is really great." You know, in this one episode, you get something from the original. Oh, wait, no, sorry. You get something from the original, you get something from the prequel, and you get something from like, you know, this brand new trilogy that we're just about to finish right now. So I was like, "Oh, this is really great to tie all together." Even outside so, even outside from
1: um, that little tie-in that you picked up on, I really like that the show is doing a pretty good job of putting a lot of emphasis on this ship. They're doing a really excellent oh yeah. job of making it, I'm going to get crucified for saying this, but they're doing a really good job of making it like a modern day um, Falcon in a way. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's trying to do its own thing and it's trying to move away from all of the things that, you know, Star Wars fans hold so near and dear to their heart and it's trying to establish something new. You know, a lot like uh a lot like the new trilogy even though I'm not the biggest fan of it even like the way that they handle BB8. And how yeah. a lot of older fans were able to kind of let go of R2D2 for the time being right, because, because BB- BB8 yeah. was so amazing.
0: Same thing but here. But BB-8 also looked an awful lot like <laughs> R2D2, um, just the way the the headpiece was. You saw it you're like, oh, is that like a like a baby R2D2? Oh, cool. But you you really started picking up BB-8. Now the weirdest thing about BB-8, you realize that BB-8 is voiced by Bill Hader. I don't understand why that would why <laughs> that make any sense. Yeah, why would they have a human voicing Bil- that? Bil- I Hader- don't know. <laughs> Bill Hader is sitting
1: around making beeps and squeaks.
0: He is, he is. And, I mean, and probably getting he, he, paid an insane amount of money to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not sure because I haven't seen him do much lately. I think he was in a movie called like uh, I don't even know Trainwreck was like the last thing. I'm like he, he should go back to SNL because he was awesome on SNL. I've seen a few. I've seen a few people go back to SNL recently. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, n- anyways, um, yeah, that's that's all I had to say. I I really like the way that they're building up the ship. It's 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 its own oh, thing time. in its own little universe, and um, it did a well, really yeah, good I mean, it did let's... a really good job of not making me think about anything else. You know, I mean, I'll, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. First couple of episodes, I'm thinking, okay, I'm in the Star Wars universe, and I'm thinking, you know, old school trilogy, even the prequels. As the episodes are going on and on and on, it's becoming much easier for me to separate this from everything else. Exactly. Like, I'm not looking exactly. and pointing and comparing the way that I did in prior episodes. You know, the past mm-hmm. few, they've been its complete own thing, and I've been kind of able to shut off in a way, and I really like that. It's doing, the show's doing an Definitely. excellent job on isolating itself from everything else, while at the same Definitely. time still remaining be, be, be. in its own
0: universe, and it's awesome. I I definitely agree. So on the ship for a second, um, we can touch upon that. So the way the ship is, I think it's great that, you know, in the second episode, we see the ship get, like, torn to pieces by the Jawas, and then they have to rebuild it. So... It, the ship was definitely not, like, the greatest in the beginning, and then it got worse because they, they completely dismantled it and had to piece it back together. Right. They pieced it back together, but not, like, perfectly. So that's why this thing has fallen apart, as it is. You know, it's like it's it's been put back together between by a Mandalorian and an Ugnaught, not a not a factory mm. building ships. So that makes some sense. Now, one thing it's always kind of bugged me since the very first episode— And it just seems odd. Like I get it's just like, well, there's just a covering. His his gun safe is so flimsy. Yeah. It's made of like it's made of like aluminum. And it just kinda and you can tell it's not like some big fortified thing. It just goes and kinda like flops around as it opens up and you're like, Huh. Now wouldn't you think you would protect your weapons a little bit better? Well, maybe if you thought you'd have people in your ship that you don't want in your ship, sure. But if I was him I would have fortified that a little bit more huh. you know he's he's been doing something in the past few episodes that have kind of made me a little bit weird especially because of how he how he was in episode four um jeez I keep forgetting the name of that episode um the the one where he's um he's on the planet helping out the the uh the the one with the atst um so as he's as he's going through it Like, he's very, like, protective of Baby Yoda. And then after that, he just kind of, like, leaves Baby Yoda on the ship all the time while Mm. he goes off and does things. I'm like, he thinks that's safe? You know? He's got Baby Yoda hanging out in, in like, a little compartment. He's got his guns hiding behind a little aluminum door. I'm like, eh. I don't know. I think it's a couple of different things.
1: I agree with you where there may be some conflict of some type of humanity starting to creep in, and he's kind of losing faith in the nature of the Mandalorian. I also think that perhaps oh, yeah. there's a great deal of desperation going on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's doing what he has to do in order just to get to the next step. Right. That's kind of that's kind of the feeling I get from him and if that means that he's going to, you know, make sacrifice some mistake, sacrifice sacrifice the safety of a baby Yoda that I'm gonna say this right now: sacrifice the safety of a baby Yoda that, if need be, this baby Yoda could take care of itself. Um, well, not really. <laughs> I think it could. I mean, it did pretty good against that Mudhorn. I'm not.
0: He was. He was saving him. And he that was, was a
1: fluke. He was saving him, and it took a lot of energy out of him. But that shows the Mandalorian that okay, in in extreme circumstances, this being. Can take care of itself for, the, for for a little while. He doesn't have to constantly keep eh. his eye on it.
0: Yeah, but well, we'll get we'll get more into that by the end of this episode, right? Um, just because I I disagree. Okay, that's <laughs> uh, fine. I think that that one situation was a fluke, and you know, Baby Yoda does not understand what the heck he's doing and what he can do because he's a fifty year old baby. Right. <laughs> but okay, so back into this. He pulls into the hangar, looks there. He's talking to him. Here's the crew. We get Mayfield. Okay, so here's the little breakdown of the crew. We got Mayfeld, um, who is Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love he's talking to me. He's a, he's an ex-Imperial sharpshooter. <laughs> and, he, and he he makes this comment, basically about how, you know, pretty much inferring that uh, uh, inferring, oh no, implying that uh, stormtroopers can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he comes back and he's like, I'm not sure how much help that's going to be. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, I'm not a, not a stormtrooper. <laughs> I thought that was great, you know, because we all know stormtroopers can't shoot. And Bill Bird's is like, I'm not a stormtrooper, wise, spot?" you know, like right off the bat, he comes back and I'm like, OK, he's touchy. Don't call him a stormtrooper. <laughs> he was an imperial sharpshooter. Got it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> You didn't think that was funny? I thought
1: it was excellent. I I thought Bill Burr played the part really well. I mean, oh yeah. No, I'm not
0: a stormtrooper because he can actually shoot. It was it, it was funny. It was funny <laughs> for what it was. Uh, so we get that we get Berg the Deveronian, That's uh, you know Clancy Brown, and he's you know pretty much brought up as he's the muscle. Uh, Zero, he's the droid, the pilot you know um and that's you know Richard Ayoyade, uh, Ayoyade. oh jeez I'm never going to get it right and then we've got uh jeez uh, I wish I could replay the episode here uh Zian Z- Cheyenne, Zion whatever basically she's a lek um uh or they used to call them head tails was like the nickname for them uh, tailheads rather um she's got blades that's what she does she's a mm-hmm. fighter she's got little little blades Okay, she seems to know his past, um, and you know makes little comments and whatnot. There's like some kind of weird thing where she's like, "Oh, I know this guy," and Bilber's like, "You guys need need like a room or something? You need me to leave leave you alone? What's what's going on here?" Hey, whatever, move on. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's the plan. We need to go and break this guy out of prison. Let's let's plan this and get going. So they get in the ship. She's talking about his past. Makes a little comment. This is the way you know, making fun of him. And they start getting into this whole like, Oh yeah, wh- what's he look like? You know, you never take your helmets off? You never you never take your helmet off? Like what's going on? What why don't the Mandalorian take their helmet off? And you go and then again, another reference back to the past, Bill Burr goes, Maybe he's a Gungan. What's the matter? You so don't wanna show your face? <laughs> I I I laughed out loud both times I watched it because it's just I'm like, Oh, that's so great. It's just Bill Burr ripping on the prequels. (laughs) Ripping, ripping on the Gungans. And I just thought that was hilarious. That's
1: why I said at the beginning of this, you see Bill Burr and you immediately know, like, he's the type of comedian to crap all over Star Wars fans. And here he is, like, just kind of agreeing with Star Wars fans that the (laughs) trilogies, um, the prequels are,
0: you know, crap. (laughs) So I just, I loved it. Uh, You still don't want to show your face? (laughs) So... Anyway, he's saying that they try to take off his helmet. He gets into a little scuffle there with Berg and then boom 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 opens up a door. And here's our Bay, here's our BY. I've been saying BY because I don't I don't go on social media anymore. I'm done with it except for the fact that you, this goes on YouTube, which I guess is social media. Whatever. I'm not on Facebook, we'll say that. But apparently everybody calls this thing Baby Yoda. So, let's just say Baby Yoda f- for now on. I'm kind of impressed that we all said the same thing just off of, you know, viewing it. So, anyway, Baby Yoda's discovered. Mayfeld starts messing around with him. You know, he's like, oh, you know, I never had a pet before. I didn't have the temperament, you know. I couldn't just really take care of pets. But, uh, hey, you know, maybe he can grow on me. Picks him up. Pretends to drop him. He's, like, really messing with, with you know, Mando here. Is it uh, – before we before we move forward, I have a question. It is
1: it at all concerning to you – the amount of characters that we have encountered over the past six episodes, no one has there recognized, exactly, no one has recognized this species.
0: Yeah. Nobody. Nobody knows about Yoda. Well, I mean, there's the client. I'm
1: sure, uh, the cl- yeah, if he, well, something tells me that the, um, the, uh, the Imperial General that was, you know, fronting over all the money for this operation. Yeah, yeah, he, the client, that's what the, I'm talking well, about. Well, he probably knows, but everybody else that we've met, Including the stormtroopers no. that were probably in that room, the scientist that was in that room, everybody from the Mandalorian and the guild and, and the, and the oh, endless... No, the, sci-
0: the scientist and the client both know. I That's don't it. think
1: the scientist knew. I think the scientist was just there doing his job. It,
0: it doesn't matter. Uh, no, the scientist seemed to know a lot more than the client did. That's why he was trying to fight to keep it the, alive.
1: Mm, maybe.
0: The, and he was doing the, I think, everything on there. Because I think, I, I think he's totally involved. I think there's some contention
1: there, but we can move on. It, it doesn't really matter to yeah. the point. The point is, we have encountered a lot of different characters on different planets in the six episodes that we've been watching this so far, and nobody has picked up that this thing is A, special, B, uh, of lineage of Yoda. Like, it's just weird. Because they look identical to one another. It's just... Oh yeah, it's it's just something
0: that I've noticed. That's all. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Baby Yoda, um, (laughs) my my wife and and I and the and my our two daughters, we had a little family night and we started to do some painting. So we were sitting around and we're like, "Oh, let's paint something." Now, for me, I'm not an artist. You know, I don't do painting. I don't really do drawing. You know, I'll I'll color in the lines if they give me a coloring book so I can color with my daughter. But that's about it. If someone says, go ahead and create something, I do usually one thing. And usually it's a DeLorean being pushed by a train. That's the only thing that comes to me when someone says, draw something. And I go, okay. <laughs> and it's it's horrible. It looks like a six-year-old did it. But that's what I draw. <laughs> I am not, like, artistically talented. Not as far as, like, you know, art. Like, visual art. More music is my thing. Right. Anyway... The first color I picked up was green. So, of course, the first thing I, I painted was a baby Yoda. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I did a baby Yoda and I did like a circle and I started to do an ear. And before I even got like, you know, anywhere near what would look like, you know, a pointy ear, my daughter goes, Is that baby Yoda? Oh my God. <laughs> and then the other daughter goes, Yeah, yeah, it's baby Yoda. I, I, my daughters are two and four. They both know how much I love this show. <laughs> and right off the bat they're like this is Baby Yoda. Um <laughs> and if you look here, Will will put a picture of this baby Yoda for you so you know. Um <laughs> But uh anyway, I- I'm just I-, I-, I love what they're doing with this. So um Baby Yoda is discovered, he goes there mess around. I-, I thought it was really cool that we got to see what happens. Um, you know, we see people kinda Get out of hyperspace, and there's a little bit of a turbulence, like slight turbulence. But here, they're doing some crazy maneuver, which they were showing earlier um, before they actually like headed out. That was going to avoid being seen by any of the of the ships, and then they can drop in there undetected and latch on to this prison ship. Mm-hmm. So they boo 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 this like zero droid floats around, pops in, and it's like really <laughs> awesome. And they're thrown around, tossed about. Baby Yoda goes tumbling around and, okay, pick him up, put him back in there. Let's get going. Okay, I wish somebody told that droid to, you know, warn us ahead of time, you know, that, hey, we're about to stop. Not You know, give us a countdown, not just be like, guess what? Here it is. (laughs) Um, They get there. Um, Mando does his little weird, you know, I like to call it the easy money trick. (laughs) The John Connor, let me, like, hook up this hack computer and open up this door yeah. type thing. Opens up at their little whoop door, um, slides in, takes a look. Okay, there's a couple droids there. Let's go in. Let's take this. But as Mando's about to leave, he stops, looks over at where Baby Yoda is, and you see that concern like, ah, do I really want to do this? It's like, it's worth it. We need the money. We got to get this done. Let's go do this. I want to take care of them. All right. Goes out there, and they're walking around. And they're surveilling everything. They see a bunch of prisoners that are all locked up. And then they come across a mouse droid. Or uh, I think they're called MSE MSE droids or whatever. Those little, you know, <laughs> they go around on the Imperial ships. That's going around and Berg just shoots it. So, of course, he's the muscle. He's not the smart one. He makes the dumb choice and pretty much alerts every everything on that ship that there are enemies there. Great. Good job. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Um it's 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 now cliche, again it's the cliche mistake for the muscle in every action movie or every sci fi movie we have ever seen. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's why I like this because they, they they went very cliche with everything that's going on in this, and I'm like, I'll accept it today. Mm-hmm. Today I'll accept it because we're watching a Star Wars movie, and I always wanted to see this in Star Wars, so Let's keep going. I liked it. Another um,
1: before we move before we move forward, there's something I wanted to comment on earlier. Um, yeah, I'm still in the mouse story. Uh, Mando, we were talking. Yep. We've been talking about you know his his character development and what's been going on with him since he took on the responsibility of caring for this baby Yoda, and you know yep. he's doing all this running, and I you know brought up that there might be some desperation going on. Um, For the first few episodes, we've heard from him on a couple of different occasions that he does not like droids, he's not a fan, doesn't want really anything to do with them. He wouldn't even let droids fix his ship just a couple of episodes ago, and now he's letting a droid pilot his
0: ship. Well, he was, I mean... I just think it's really interesting
1: that we get to that point.
0: (laughs) To be fair, he was pretty upset about it. (laughs) He's upset about it, but he lets it happen. Like, I feel He's like... He's let everything happen with a droid lately. We've we've seen him be, be like, opposed to it and then accept it he in wouldn't every let, episode. Well,
1: that's that's the thing. He didn't Look accept it. Look at the first it. episode. The there first episode, of,
0: he actually teams up with an IG.
1: There was a couple of episodes ago where he wouldn't even let a droid help in repairing his ship. That's the, that I mean, that's, I think that's a big, I, know. I think that's a big, I think that's a lot of character development right there, that he went from not letting a droid fix his ship to letting a droid pilot his ship. That's a big jump. Yeah. For him, I think that's a big jump, and I just think it's interesting, and I wanted to, I wanted to touch on it, that's all.
0: <laughs> I think it goes back to your desperation theory. At this point, that's the term for the job. Or maybe,
1: my thought was maybe he's just accepting that this droid, because of his programming or whatever, is just the better pilot than he is. Which we we saw he is. <laughs> exactly. We absolutely saw that he is, and that's, I don't know, maybe that's a big pill of pride for him to swallow. <laughs>
0: um, the funny thing about the mouse droid I want to touch upon is, so it, it's funny because I don't know where somebody called it a mouse droid, but that is like the the nickname for this droid. I think it's like an MSE-6 or something like that, or MSE-3, whatever, but it's called a mouse droid because of its nature. Um, two things about it. Um, one, there was a robot chicken episode. <laughs> was it Robot Chicken or was it Family Guy? The Family Guy Star Wars. I don't know what it was. It was one of those, which is basically the same people mm-hmm. <laughs> who make the, who make it. Um, and they showed that they're actually mice that are inside of it, piloting it, <laughs> driving it around. And I and I thought how funny that was. I get a it, feeling it this, showed it. This sounds like this sounds like something that Family Guy would do. Okay. And Chewbacca, you know, remember how how the first time you saw it, Chewbacca growled at it and the thing like, and then flew away, like drove away really quick, running away from him. They showed it was just a mouse driving around, saw that, and it was the mouse inside like running away from Chewbacca. <laughs> and it was – I thought it was great. Now, the second thing I love about the mouse droid – Um, is, I was just watching it again earlier today, I was watching Last Jedi, is when BB-8 puts the trash barrel on his head and starts rolling around, and he's he's going, (laughs) trying to sound like a mouse droid. (laughs) I I couldn't stop laughing about how great that is, that the droid is mimicking another droid. It's just, it's, I mean, it just really adds to the character of some of these droids that you want to be, you know, loving. Like R2-D2 would do the same thing. You know, so it's 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 great to see you know this character in the droids. You know, we saw the character in the droid. Oh, geez, what was um, oh, I can't remember the droid's name from uh, Solo, the one who was like liberate all the droids. It's like what because you're my you're my bionic or my uh, biological overlord. Uh, that character was just like whoa, we're going crazy with the droids here. Um, and then obviously you have got the droid in uh, in Rogue One. Uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk, which was hilarious. I yeah. laughed the entire time. Every time he said anything, I'm like, "This is great." Uh, but so I really, I love that they're adding so much character to the droids in these new films. You know, it's like they the whole thing was like, how do you how do you make a droid uh, that you can really love? You know, as opposed to like, I am doing this. It's like, okay, there's Data from Star Trek. Uh, I know I'm crossing borders here. Uh, but you've got that character who's like very humanistic in his the way he like learns things. But then you've got our uh, C3PO who's basically just the worried droid. You got R2D2 who's just like the hey, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in head first and do this goofy thing. You know, you got BB 8 who's you know very similar to R2D2. You've got you know, it, it's just y- you see so much character in these droids, especially with the newer films now. Mm. So, um Or even the line in Last Jedi where Leia looks over at him and he goes, wipe that nervous expression off your face, C-3PO. And he's like, what? Nervous? What? (laughs) His face is made of plastic. (laughs) It doesn't move. (laughs) So great. I mean, which kind of goes again, it also ties into the whole thing where everybody's looking over at the Mandalorian and we get here. He's like, what's that look you're giving me? Is that gratitude? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gratitude. Yeah, sure Like, you can't see. But, again, like we talked about in the very beginning um, when we first started talking about this series, even though you never see his face, you can tell what he's thinking. And that is amazing. They've done such a good job. Yeah, Pedro Pascal is really
1: good at body acting.
0: I don't don't think it's so much Pedro Pascal. I mean, nothing against Pedro Pascal, but um, yes – but also the, um, the editing, the, sh- the angle choices, um, just like all of it comes together to, to add to the character of just this basically robot. you know, it's just face you never see, you know, mm-hmm. this faceless character. Um, you know exactly what's going on in their head the entire time. Which is crazy, because I've watched other movies where you watch a movie and you have no idea what's going on in a character's head. Um, Didn't we talk about a movie like that recently? I think that it has to do with um,
1: the Mandalorian being faceless. We are paying more attention to what he's actually doing. Right, you know what I mean. Like any other character, you can read their face, and you can see that oh, this person—they're a good guy. They're a bad guy. They're mischievous. They're up to something. They oh, this person really has you know decent intentions. Like there's a lot that you can tell by Mm. the you know facial features. This Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian—you have none of that. So it's everything has to be done by body language, by movement, by the tone of his voice, and it's coming across very, very well. Oh yeah. Totally. I don't know. I put more. I put more emphasis on the actor than I do. You know the camera angles and everything. I mean, I'm sure that's a pretty big part of it. But even no, dude, even yeah. if you had even <laughs> if if you had like somebody who was just you know terrible and like monotone, like Hayden Christensen would not be able to pull this off. <laughs> oh, boy. okay. Like he would not be able to, if it was Hayden Christensen <laughs> behind a mask. This would be terrible. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel nearly the same thing that I do right now.
0: But because don't you mix Hayden Christensen with John Favreau? Okay, Listen,
1: <laughs> I just did. All right, I'm just, pu- I'm just making. You know, a point. Hayden
0: Christensen. I heard he's gonna be the next Iron Man. What? I'm totally messing with you. I could see it right. Wow, now. Wow. Back to the whole I Didn't like it right is this, now? this the show Iron
1: Man Iron Man Four starring Hayden Christensen? I could see it right
0: now. I <laughs> <laughs> like. I'm just going to go back to like, it's going to go back to basics Yep. where he's like, he's still mad at like where he was trapped in the cave. He's like, I hate sand. It's hot and dry. It gets everywhere. And I'm Iron Man. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. I mean, okay. There are, there are a lot of arguments out there that Hayden Christensen did a great Anakin. Yeah considering considering all the garbage that Anakin's character went through yep it makes sense for him to be conflicted therefore like a bad actor quote unquote or like you know not know how to react in emotional situations however that scene i don't care who or what you are every single person involved in the creation of that scene probably should have been fired <laughs> what scene the sand scene oh. where he's going off on how much he hates sand
1: yeah
0: I'm like I am like, I hate sand it's rough it gets everywhere there's only one com- there's only one comparable scene in, in another movie I've seen and it's the um, uh. the movie the, the movie Rockstar with Mark yeah. Wahlberg and it's when he gets all upset and, and goes into his old bandmate's place and goes this is my microphone stand <laughs> and I'm taking it <laughs> <laughs> and he runs off, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. We get back to this. We see all the security droids come out, right? And it's, it's like, okay, we're all done. The team is, like, trying to fight him, and then Mando comes out of nowhere, right, from behind them and just slides in with his, like, vibra blades and starts taking them out by himself, now, while this is happening, clearly the rest of the team could come in and help him out. But no, we got Mayfeld who, like, hold on, hold on, let him take this. Now, it's, it's funny, like, they just sat there and watch him taking him out. Now, a few things are going on here, and I'm spoiling the rest of what we're talking about here. But if you watch the episode, you know where we're going, so get over it. But basically, there's a few reasons I, I like why they did this, and I started thinking, I'm like, hmm, I never thought of it this way one um one of the two reasons why one is he's expendable to them you know they plan on just like tossing him into the cell once they get the guy right which is what they do Th- so they're like hey if, if he dies here he dies here cool we don't have to worry about whatever later on the other reason why i thought they were doing this which i thought was a very good point you know like if he's able to do this they were actually studying his fighting technique that way in case they had to actually battle him they knew what he would what he has for weapons what he has for skills i'm like huh that's a really 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 good tactic from their point of view you know
1: from yeah. their side
0: that makes sense let's see what he's got he's got a he's got a grappling hook thing that comes out he's got a flamethrower he's got guns you know like that's a really valid point so, I thought that was really kind of cool. I, I, I thought about it differently than I usually do. But that's the reason why he's like, back off. Again, one, because they don't care if he dies, they're going to leave him there anyway. And two, hey, you know, in case he does make it, we know how to fight that's him. That's
1: true. Another way to look at it, well, um, the latter half of what you said, uh, studying his movements. They also could have just been like, you know what? Let this guy exhaust whatever arsenal he has fighting these things, so that it's easier on us later.
0: Right. So that could be right. another
1: way to look at it too.
0: Definitely. So they get into the control room, and there's a man inside. Yeah, I love. Not this. a droid. So he's like, uh, "You said this was unmanned. Like, what's going on? Like, you, s- I'm not, I'm not here to kill somebody. Like, what, what are you guys doing? And he pulls and the guy pulls out a new Republic distress beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. So <laughs> we know these things go pretty far. I mean, they've had these tracking fobs earlier, and now we have the new Republic distress beacon. Same idea. Um, brings people down there. It's like, hey, here I'm here's here's where it's coming down. You gotta blow this up. Okay, you hit this button, that means we're a giant target. Come blow us up. Great! So Mando comes up, like like you know Sam Jackson and the negotiator. Hey, hey, we're cool. What's what's your name? What's your name? Pretty much. We're gonna we're we're gonna get through this. And then sure he's are. like, no one's. He's like, we're not killing anyone. And he's like, what do you mean we're not killing anybody? Next thing you know, it's just a standoff. We get all everybody there. They're all they all got guns against each other. And he's and Mando's like, I did not come here to kill people, <laughs> you know, and. They argue, they go back and forth, and next thing you know, she on there just, like, throws a blade, takes the guy out. Okay. They look on the floor. Bill Burr goes, wait, was that thing blinking before? <laughs> I-, I like that line because as somebody who's viewing it, I'm like, I don't know. Was that blinking before? Like, does that mean a- – is that a bad thing that we're looking at? And he says exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, cool. Good. So he's on the same page. Like, that means, yes, <laughs> this is a bad thing. <laughs> so they got 20 minutes. All right, let's get out there and take care of this. Um, this whole sequence was amazing. Oh dude, this is th- this whole episode um, restored my faith in, in the show. I mean not that I, I had like no faith in it. more like uh, after the after seeing the end of the last episode, I was really hoping to see who that person was who came up to you know FedEx Shan's body there. Yeah. <laughs> like i am like, Is it Boba Fett? Is it Boba Fett? We get this episode and it's like they didn't say if it was Boba Fett or not. I, I have a but... I have
1: I, I have a feeling like that that's gonna be like no pun intended in end game type reveal. Oh no. Right, that'll, that'll, I, no, I no no no, no, no not not the end of the series, but like the end of the season, the end of whatever the oh, season will get the reveal of who that was and Honestly, I've I've been thinking about it. You're probably right. It's probably going to be Boba Fett or something like that. And we will have a talk about that where you will be super excited and I will be eh, a little upset. But this entire sequence Mm. was good for a different reason. I love that in an episode that feels like a heist film, we get a Mexican standoff.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, great. This was Amazing. amazing.
1: I loved it. I loved every second of this. And then it felt so much just his helmet the mention of the new republic it gave mm-hmm. it it gave it that that early things are starting over again in government yep. feel that uh, that new hope kind of had in a way you know what i mean yeah it yep, was really definitely. cool it was a throwback it was nostalgia it hit the feels for me mexican standoff i'm all about this this was this was incredible oh, yeah. this was
0: incredible oh, i loved yeah. it definitely definitely the
1: the the show continuously finds new ways to like keep me intrigued and keep me asking oh, yeah. questions which is what i look for when i'm watching any television show i'm always asking Course. questions and i'm always looking at what else is going on within this world and i really want to know more about the new republic now <laughs> like, yeah this like, they is,
0: never they've never really talked about that they never it talked com- about it doesn't that. even like, come up in in it doesn't even come up at all in um the new trilogy which no, is strange
1: straight to straight to the new order and I Well the get, New Order is yeah. It no, it's straight to Constantly the new order. The and new I understand Empire. I understand why they do that. It's the big bad that takes place after the Empire. So I understand why right. they do that. It it's it service it's a service as a plot. So I understand yeah. that. They're not gonna talk about, you know, the peaceful years that the new republic was established because there's no story there. Things things there's there's harmony going on. Great.
0: Right. But I'm right. still
1: really curious about how that happened how it came to be, and I'm really curious about, you know, how it ultimately falls. Like, all of these things are super oh, yeah. intriguing to me, and hopefully with this show, we get answers to some of those questions. I'm really, it, it's really intriguing when you stop and you think uh, about it for a couple of minutes.
0: Of course. no, I, I think it's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: So he looks down, was that thing Lincoln before, and okay, we got twenty minutes. Oh, we only need five. Yeah, well <laughs> we're, we're gonna burn through those. So at that point Mando looks down before leaving. Oh, is that now? No. Yes, no, whatever. Um they all they all fly out of there. They all run out. So they get to a scene where we get to see the muscle be the muscle finally. Yep. And Berg grabs these, I I, want to call them trash can droids. I don't know. They're like these floating trash can droids. They look like, and
1: you're going to know what I'm talking about, and I don't know the name for them. They look like the things from Doctor Who. (laughs) They look like Daleks? They don't look like Daleks. They kind of do. With the eye going on and the rotating head and everything else, I'm just like, they look like those things from Doctor Who. I'm not a Doctor Who fan,
0: so I don't get it. But to me, that's kind of what it looks like. What makes you think I know Doctor Who? The fact that it's called Daleks. Gotcha. Come, yep, okay. there you go. Um, <laughs> See? <laughs> you answered hey, dude, my question. Seriously, I, so five years ago, I, started, I first watched Doctor Who. I binged it. And in like a month, I watched all of everything from Eccleston, like 2005, up to like whatever was current. And dude, you might like it if you actually watched as much as I did. The great cameos and the um, the budget got better and better as the show went on because more and more Americans liked it, so they kept pumping more money into it. Anyway, I did I did um, watch
1: it. I watched the first few seasons. I forget what exactly happened to make me fall out with it. I I'm I'm really not. I don't remember quite well, but I do remember. I do remember loving the first season. Not because of what was going on. Not because of what was going on, but because I am a huge Christopher Eccleston fan.
0: Oh, dude, Eccleston is the man. He's amazing.
1: He's amazing in everything. He plays a um, he plays a preacher in a show that I loved recently called The Leftovers. Oh my god. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. He
1: was absolutely
0: phenomenal in that show. I think he's much, much better in all of that, except you know, I mean, much better in that and anything else, uh, rather than when he was a dark elf in that Thor movie that everybody forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Eccleston is definitely one of the least remembered Doctors, and it's sad because I, I he really brought a whole new <laughs> spark to Doctor Who and grabbed a whole new audience. Um, I know people love David Tennant. You know, uh, Matt Smith came in as the young face, the like the youngest face of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the show went through so many ups and downs. If you did watch David Tennant. Um everybody says if you're going to watch any episode of Doctor Who watch the episode called Blink. And it's the one with the weeping angels. Okay. And dude, the weeping angels have to be the coolest enemy in any TV show I've ever seen. Because it's just nuts. They're they're um quantum quantum locked, I think it is, quantum frozen. And it's just like if you look at them, they can't move. But if you don't look at them, that's when they can move. And that's it's weird. the creepiest thing. Like you have to look at them, you know, constantly. But if you blink, that's when they can move. And it, it almost reminds me of a of a thing that we see later on in this episode that we'll talk about. Um But, yeah, I mean just – I'll say to you right now, you might want to write this down. Check out the episode of Doctor Who called Blink. Just watch that. Watch nothing else. You know, if you don't like that episode, then I'll never ask you again. Um. <laughs> But honestly, it's one of the coolest things ever. There, There's like, quote-unquote, time travel, you know, related to it. But yet, yeah, just whatever. Check out Blank when you can. It's it's amazing as far as a concept. Like, you look at it for the writing. Later on, the budget gets better and the show looks cooler. But the writing, the story is just amazing in that show. So, anyway, um, Berg comes out there, takes out these droids that you think look like Daleks even though Daleks have, you know, um, (laughs) they don't float. Well, they do. Later on, they fly, whatever. But Bird takes him out, and after he does it, he turns around and basically flexes, like, yeah, I did it. (laughs) Like, I did my thing that I do. (laughs) I picked something up, and I threw it. (laughs) Hulk smash. Cool. Yeah, Hulk smash. (laughs) But again, like a Deveronian, I'm I'm so happy to see a Deveronian finally do something, you know, not just smile for half a second when he drinks his drink. (laughs) Um, So we get that, and then we get over to Quinn, who is uh, uh, Shion's brother, right? And we see him. He goes, oh, Quinn, it's you. That two are breaking out. That makes total sense. And then they throw Mando into into the cell, say, you're getting what you deserve, ha-ha, and then run off. Yep. And at that point, Zero discovers that the Mando has a little bounty hiding in his ship. Which is not really explained in what we yeah. see.
1: Well, he hacks his um he hacks into his, you know, hologram mail.
0: Yeah. But all we see him see he see him viewing is him saying, Drop off the bounty to such and such and I'm like, that could be anything.
1: Well, so we are, it, we are I, to
0: assume that he saw more than just that one thing.
1: I don't. I don't know if you can say bounty means anything. I'm think you know it's implied. Bounty means one thing. Bounty means
0: person. Yeah, I know that. But but that was an old an old message. That could have been anybody else. So he assumes it's Baby Yoda.
1: I don't think eh. he knows. I don't think he knows it's Baby Yoda. I think he knows that there is a bounty on board, and all he sees are dollar signs. All this droid sees is bounty. Uh, there's something going on. Money. That's as far as he takes it. At that point, I don't think he knows that it's, you know, Baby Yoda.
0: Well, no, but I don't think he thinks that. I mean, I mean, it's a bad assumption because, that, again, that's an old message. He, he would also be able to see the timestamp from when that message was sent, which was way before where they are now. It was like a month before. So it, it may or may not be Baby Yoda. So, I'm surprised that he didn't be like he wasn't like, "Oh, here's clearly an old message that might be totally irrelevant. you know who would think that this like baby is a bounty? Nobody hmm. off you know at first glance, nobody would that makes no sense. That's what makes us so cool. That's what made the whole thing so cool in the first episode, but whatever so <sighs> mando. <laughs> It was so funny to me that you know Mando's left in this in this prison cell with all of his weapons. I mean, I, obviously they couldn't take all his weapons off of him and throw him in there. They did it so quickly. They're like, okay, cool, let's get out of here quick before he gets out, knowing that he could. Mm. <laughs> so Mando basically pulls a droid over there with his grappling hook, yanks him in, breaks off his arm, shoots him in the head. And then uses the arm to get out of the cell, and it was like the easiest breakout I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. And I, I looked at him like that was amazing, yeah, <laughs> like so cool, if this, you know, perfect. I'm gonna
1: um, if this was, I know I said I wouldn't do this, but I'm going to. I don't care. If this was a movie, this would have been like a half an hour of him just sitting in the cell waiting for that opportunity to come along, and everybody would just get bored of it. You know what I mean, like. This could have been so drawn out to the point where it's like, oh God, he's still in the cell. But no, it's just, it's real quick, it's done, it's over, and it was awesome. I loved it.
0: <laughs> and I think that's what was perfect about the way they did it. So it gets to the best part of this. Now, one of my favorite things about certain movies is the... Um, when, you kind of, when you can kind of change genre, <laughs> you kind of change the genre of, mm-hmm. of a film... Um, one of my favorites and – and I know – whatever. Some people hate it. Some people love it. The movie Hot Fuzz, like Hot Fuzz, the, yep. uh, the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movie, um, Coronado Brothers, whatever. Um, that movie to me – it's so funny to me because I watched it backwards. I came over a friend's house one day, and they were watching the movie, and it was right when the movie became – it was like just before the movie became an action film. So I watched the end of the movie first, and then I watched the beginning. I'm like, this is nothing like what I remember when I watched the beginning. So the whole movie starts off with, like, here's a cop. Here's what he's doing. He goes in here. Everything is creepy. It's a murder. Oh, it's a murder mystery. And then at the end, it's this amazing action film. Like, they totally change the genre of the film, you know, maybe two-thirds of the way through the movie. Now, the way this episode goes, we get to a point here... And it's right here. (laughs) He escapes, he goes back to the control room, looks over, and he's like, Okay, I've got control of this I got control of this entire ship. And they're they're working their way out trying to trying to escape, and then suddenly lights go out. Doors start slamming, and I and I start I giggled with delight. Because I'm like, oh my god, they're going to feel the wrath of the Mandalorian right now. Yeah, Like, this is going to be amazing. And it was. So, he comes out. <laughs> he, sh- he shuts out the comms so Zero can't reach out anymore. Zero discovers Baby Yoda. He's sitting there, he looks over there, sees Baby Yoda. Oh, who's that? <laughs> What's going on? Goes to grab his gun. Baby Yoda's missing. Okay, great so he's getting everything all set up he looks over there Mando looks over and he picks up that beacon he looks at it and he's like hmm and we kind of leave it there and as we've seen many many times before when Mando looks at something that's probably going to come back (laughs) so pretty obvious he's going around at this point taking people out one by one so Berg comes in looking for him and Mando's hiding up in the vent shoots down his grappling hook, and starts choking him. And I go, wow, best way to get somebody like that who's like a big tough guy, choke him out. Yep. (laughs) Nope. Yanks him down right out of the vent, rips the whole ceiling down, and they have this brawl. And Mando is just getting totally manhandled. And it it goes back to the thing I said before. It's like he can't, he doesn't do well with beasts. (laughs) No. Like I said before, it's like he gets totally like destroyed when yep. he's fighting some kind of beast. Like he got messed up by the blurg. He got messed up by the the mudhorn. Like he just gets his butt handed to him. Now he's fighting this the you know, deveronian, and got, you know, he got, yes, he,
1: he's he got messed up by the female assassin or whoever she was in that episode uh, with the uh, yeah atst. He's just, you know what he doesn't do well hand to hand. Let's just say I, I that. I guess
0: not. He doesn't, I guess not.
1: He doesn't really do well in hand to hand combat. He must have, you know, been sick on that day in training at school.
0: Well, I, I mean, don't know, but he did, <laughs> he did great with the droids, though. He did great with the droids. He did great with the stormtroopers. So it's hard to say that, like hand to hand. I mean, he's like he's taking people out. Like if he's got the element of surprise on, a, on his, you know, side, then yeah, of course he's going to be great.
1: Well, but anybody- I guess when it's
0: like once he once he loses the element of surprise, he's he's toast.
1: Yeah, but you can you know, say that about when he, anybody. When he's got no anybody, more gadgets to work with, anybody anybody coming up on somebody who has the element of surprise can get the upper hand, and you know, you know, have a good fight.
0: That's anybody could get the upper hand. Yes,
1: exactly. And because that's, he's
0: got skills, so yes, he can. Okay,
1: absolutely. I just, I just think, I think it's like you said. I think he just does a lot better with the gadgets that he has on hand. I think that's where he shines, and that's where his strong suit is. You know what. Like, Get rid of everything and take away all of his bat toys. That's a fight that I would like to see. Like, would he actually do well? Exactly. I was, just... g-
0: was going to say he's basically Christian Bale.
1: <laughs> okay. Um. Something else that I uh, wanted to ask. Did you get me personally? I am not comparing this to anything. It's just something that I felt... So the lights go out, and the red tint is in the rest of this thing. I got a wicked horror alien 2001. Oh, vibe. yeah.
0: Oh, of course. I'm it so happy a- you said 2001. I was right there with you with 2001. Yeah, okay, yes. gu- beautiful. I was this- just thinking total cu- totally Kubrick, or cu- yeah, Kubrick. Kubrick, um, total <laughs> Kubrick. Mr. Kubrick, remember that guy? That, that audition was like, Mr. Kubrick, I want to be in your films. Whatever. <laughs> that-, that guy ruined it, me even saying the name Kubrick. C- Kubrick, Kubrick. Whatever. Anyways, He's an obsessive actor, anyways. And again, I'm um, not. I'm not comparing them at
1: all. I'm a huge Stanley oh, Kubrick no. fan. I wouldn't do anything like that. But it's just the feel of this at the end
0: was. Oh, dude, the feel of this was. I mean, I was a huge horror movie buff, you know, for years. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw this happening, I was like – I was I was so giddy with delight because I'm like, oh, this is my realm. This is where I'm happy. This is what yeah. makes me – oh, this is so perfect. You know, to see somebody who's got the upper hand just like taking people out, like this is great. Yeah. You know? And you know because they're the good guy, it's even better because they're going to win. But I right. want to see how it happens. Right. You know? Um, I Like Freddy Krueger was like my go-to villain. You know, and he always had the coolest, like, I've got the upper hand here. I control this realm. I can do this. I can do that. You know, but you knew that he would eventually get taken out because he's the bad guy. That's how horror movies work. But here I was like, oh man, this is going to be great because you're rooting for this guy and you don't feel bad about it because he's a good guy. So, right. He goes through it. He's fighting Berg, pulls him down. Now, the coolest thing is we got this Deveronian, and we're like, Devoronian that stands for like devil because he looks like a devil so he pulls out the flamethrower and burns his face and he's just like yeah that's fire i don't care about fire i'm a <laughs> devaronian <laughs> totally no effect and his face is like for oh like the God. next like the next like 30 seconds his face is like still smoking but he's yeah. just taking him out and throwing him through the control panel. Just
1: no just no, no cells of flamethrower to the face. That was amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Oh, my God. And just the way that he was. The, 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 and the
1: shot. The visual of this was incredible. He's getting blasted mm-hmm. in the face with a flamethrower. And he just, like, slowly, just, like, menacing, just walks straight through it as calm as could be. Like, Yeah. Oh yeah. That did, that did nothing. I'm Clancy
0: Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty
1: much, man.
0: Oh, yeah. Clancy Brown does not play with that with fire. I mean Clancy nope. Brown plays with fire for, you know, like whatever. <laughs> this is nothing. This is a child's play for me. Like, come on, get out of here. So oh. they have this fight, and this this has to be my my favorite. Now I know we talked about in the first episode, you know, the bisection on the door. You know, with that, uh whatever that creature was there. Um, and then we but we have this. This made me so happy. I love how it went. So he goes ahead and shuts the vertical door. It comes down, poo, down on him. We're like, oh, great. But then he stands up and he's holding the door. And he's like, with this big menacing grin on his face, like, yeah, you slammed a door on me. I'm strong. I caught the door. I'm going to push it up. <laughs> and as he's doing it, he's just like, yeah, look at me. Be strong. Look at me. Do what I do. And He's standing there holding it. So he shuts the other door, <laughs> which is the horizontal doors. And they come in and it just cuts. Yep. <laughs> Oh, Oh, it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was beautiful. And the way they did it, again, it goes back to like, they're not showing any gore. They're not showing anything like, you know, horrible. It cuts to uh, Jian there like screaming instead of him. I thought that was weird. She's screaming because she knows she heard something. And that's like, oh, Berg's down. I I, Uh,
1: I like that decision.
0: I mean, uh, oh yes, let's let's be honest. It's Disney.
1: They're not going to show decapitation, which I am
0: happy they didn't.
1: Yeah, so am I. They they don't have to show decapitate, but what they do do is they show the emotional
0: reaction from another character that that person is close to. Which, oh yeah, wise choice. No, I, I just this this shot was great. I was so happy when they did it, and I laughed. <laughs> I I laughed so hard because he's like, "Look at me! I could lift this door." Oh yeah. Well, how about this one? <laughs> okay, <laughs> couldn't lift that, could you? <laughs> Done. So we go. We get over to her. You know, she's she's got her blades. He comes around. She's throwing blades at him, and he bests her. He totally, like, bests her with his Viber Blade. Pulls it out, you know, after this, that, and whatever. Blocks this, blocks that. Gets hit with one. Oh, whatever. And next thing you know, he's got his blade up against her neck. Okay, cut. We're done with her. All right. Yep. Over. The best thing, and this is like, oh, man, totally horror movie shot, creepy but amazing the way they did it. So yep. now he's going after Mayfeld, right? We've got this like strobe feature going on. The lights like red, dark, light, red, dark, light, like switching between these colors like red, dark, light, red, dark, light. And as it's happening, Mando is there standing behind him, creeping up on him. Oh, it's like it's it's looks like something, looks like something out of the ring or the grudge or something like yeah. that, you know. And it was so creepy, but again, he's the good guy. We're rooting for him, so this is, like, the coolest thing we've ever seen. (laughs) You know, not some bad person, not some bad guy. We're, like, we're so happy about this happening. He creeps up on him, grabs him, ah, cut, you know? (laughs) Okay, and we move on. But, I I mean, I I just have to say, visually, wow. Rick Famuyiwa, who directed this episode... Good job, man! I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you did this because as soon like as soon as I saw the doors shutting and the red lights come on, I'm like, "This is my favorite episode!" Like right there, I was like, "Right there," I said, "This is my favorite episode." The
1: horror (laughs) on Bill Burr's face the entire time.
0: Oh yeah, was epic. Oh yeah, amazing. Just amazing,
1: incredible. Bravo, bravo. So bravo all around.
0: All around, yeah, this just definitely, I mean, I keep saying, like in the beginning, I'm like, oh, this is so great. They can't top this, but this episode was not what I expected, you know, at all. I did not expect this, an episode like this to show up in the Mandalorian, and it did, and it made me so happy. <laughs> so it made me the happy... It, that they' they're,
1: it made me happy for a couple of different reasons, but we can talk about that at the end,
0: yeah, so basically, Mando shows up, catches Quinn, who's about to, like, jump onto his ship and steal it, right? Quinn, mm-hmm. the brother. Quinn convinces him to take take him in instead of kill him. You know, hey, that's you know, this is the way, right? That's your code. That's what you do. You know, follow your policy. Follow your code. And, uh, you know, take me in. Cut back over to uh, Zero, who finds Baby Yoda. And <laughs> Baby Yoda stands there. And uses the force to defend himself. Sure Closes his eyes. <laughs> puts his hand up and he's like, I'm going to take this out. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. And he yep. holds up his hand. And it's it's so funny because Baby Yoda still does not understand what the heck he did earlier. <laughs> With that mud horn. He still I think doesn't he get did. it. I think he yeah, does. To
1: a I point. I think he does. I think. He does. Here's what, here's what I think happened. I think Baby Yoda intended to do something else. But then um, Zero gets mm. shot from behind by Mando. Hold and on. Yeah. Baby Yoda had that... Looks at his hand and kind of has that look <laughs> like, I didn't mean to do that, <laughs> but it happened. Oh, it was Mando. I think something that's else... In, not, I, that's not what I thought. i think I'm sorry. I think Baby Yoda had other intentions. Some, something else was supposed to happen that Baby Yoda wanted to happen. But then he gets shot. Oh, I, that wasn't me. I didn't do that. That's not... Him being, I don't think that's him being confused or not understanding the power that he has. I just think that that wasn't me. Oh, it was him. That's kind of what that was to me.
0: I disagree. Okay. (laughs) I I really feel like Baby Yoda held up his hand saying, hey, last time I was in danger, I did this. And it stopped this. And I'm going to do this right now. And it's going to help me. And I'm going to connect and just, like, think of the things I thought of before. And then he blows up, and then Baby Yoda goes, what? Wow, I did that? That was me? Because the, the, it's... I know... I I, for some reason, I feel like you, you're you're so against Baby Yoda being the comedic, you know, <laughs> relief in these... I'm uh, not against... I'm not... I'm not against
1: Baby Yoda being the comedic relief. Not at all. Okay. Okay. Um, but <laughs> i just think i just think the baby yoda is a lot more powerful and stronger than you want him to be because you're you're hinging a lot of this show on mando and baby yoda's relationship and mando needing to be the protector i disagree with that i don't think that mando i, I think ha- i don't think that mando has to protect baby yoda I mean, past a certain point, yeah, Baby Yoda's going to need some 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 care and some some help along along his way. But I do believe that Baby Yoda, in the right set of circumstances, Baby Yoda can take care of himself. That's what I'm saying. He can still yeah. be the comedic relief. Han was the comedic relief, but Han could still take care of himself. So I'm not against it at all. But in that moment... That doesn't that doesn't strike me as you know I did this before and now this is going to happen again and oh no I don't believe that at all I think maybe maybe he just wanted to stop the bullet
0: yeah I don't know okay I hear you maybe he wanted to turn the maybe maybe maybe
1: he wanted to turn the gun into bubbles.
0: snap (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know bubbles you know something oh Thanos oh oh hold on while 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 we're thinking about Thanos for a second I went I went to a funeral today uh, and whatever God rest their soul but I um, I bumped into somebody I haven't seen in years and wicked foul mouth I'm like wow I can't believe I (laughs) <laughs> I saw these people all the time but he started talking about something and he, he, I asked him, I'm like, oh he, I, said about, I talked about Star Wars, The Mandalorian he goes, never see, I've never watched any Star Wars and I was like, oh man I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'll pray for you <laughs> and then we talked, I'm like, do you at least watch Marvel? And he goes, yeah I just haven't seen the last few Avengers and I'm like, okay, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen you know, the second one or the third one or the fourth one no, 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 the second one or the third one. And I'm like, yeah, there's a fourth one too. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know there's like a purple guy who has a ring, <laughs> and he and he and he snaps his toes and the world falls apart. And I'm like, oh god, <laughs> that snaps I'm like, his toe. He snaps, snaps his, toe his toe and the world, falls apart. No, he, oh, That's he, awesome. he, he, he said he like he he um. Like taps his toes, and then the world falls apart. And I'm like, no, that's not what happens. I'm so sorry. Now this
1: guy, now this guy that you're telling me about thinks Thanos is Dorothy. That's awesome. <laughs> I, know. I know. That's
0: exactly what I thought. I'm. It's like Ruby slippers. This, guy, this purple guy. He taps oh, his man. toes. This purple guy taps his toes, and the world falls. apart. I thought it was so great. I'm like, hey, you should oh. co- you should come over and you can join my show sometime. We can talk about how you don't know anything. But anyway. <laughs> There's no place like yeah. home. Poof. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. So they got what they deserved. They get back on there. Zero finds out. Baby Yoda. <laughs> Mando shoots him. Okay. Really cool shot. Pretty obvious. Yoda's like, oh. Cool, you're here. Thanks for coming back. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your help. Quinn's back. Uh, we got the little, oh, you know, beardy guy there going, hey, where are the others? No questions asked, right? <laughs> Isn't that the policy? All right. Yep, that's the policy. Good job. Paid him. And then Mando's like, cool, see you later. <laughs> that's it. Big gulps, huh? Cool. Oh, well, see you oh, later. <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> and heads right out. <laughs> Just like, that's it. Cool, we're all set. Um, as they're flying out, he's like, "Oh, cool! We're just gonna let him go." He's like, "Kill him!" Presses the button, says, "Kill him!" They get their uh, their attack, you know, ship ready to go. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh man, oh man! Like I was just, uh Like, okay, I see what's happening here. Like, mm. this is the end of the episode. We know what's going on based on the timestamp. We know this is going to be awesome. So. We see it, kill him. <laughs> Quinn looks down. Wait, what's this in my pocket? Hey, I don't remember this. What is this? <laughs> Boone's character's just like, are you kidding me? Like, what? Next thing you know, X-Wings are showing up. X-Wings. Yeah, this We're is We're seeing incredible. X-Wings. This was amazing. Now, I don't know about you, but my favorite ship of all Star Wars is the X-Wing. I mean, Millennium Falcon is really cool. I love it, but the X-wing is like the coolest thing ever. I used to have a toy X-wing. I used to play with it all the time. I have no idea where it went. I like, I, but I, I'm 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 an Imperial Battle Station kind of guy. Mm, dude, I had I had this uh, Death Star like micro machines Death Star thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's not micro machines. I don't know what it was. Um, but it was it was one of those things like a Polly Pocket thing. But it was like it was this huge Death Star like the size of like my Mac screen. Yeah. And you pulled it and the whole thing opened up and you had like half death star half tatooine. Oh wow. and you and you had all these little like tiny pieces you could play with. But inside the coolest thing is they had they had Luke's home on Tatooine. <laughs> and out in front of it, out in front of it, they had they had like a fire pit or something. But if you flipped it over, it was these two dead skeletons. Like that's that's charred skeletons. That is, dude. So grim. It was wicked grim. <laughs> it was so creepy. And I'm like, here's a kid's toy. Have
1: but fun. But it sounds it sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. I can't Wait, believe I lost it. When did you when did, it. you when did you have this? When you were dude, a kid? I, I, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, geez that's no different uh, hang on like hang nine. on hang on i'm thinking i'm thinking this is something new that you found you had this thing back in the 90s when toys were just like that so i'm not so oh yeah that. I oh take yeah totally i absolutely take it back <laughs> no but yeah i was i was always i was always you know the imperial fighters i was always about those way more than the x-wings way more than the falcon those things were awesome I did. You say imperial the, fight like tie, fi- tie fighters, the tie fight either the tie fighters or the big battle cruisers. Like they would just, they look so cool. I thought that they oh, of were so they awesome do, because had, they had all the money. <laughs> exactly. I had the uh, I had a couple of models when I was a kid, but my favorite model from Star Wars that I had when I was a kid and it broke because it fell was like this oh. half built Death Star that I had hanging from my ceiling. Like the half, like the half Death Star out of uh, out of Jedi, Jedi, and like yeah. only, only it lit up, but only a little bit of it, like it was coming from the center. It was so cool looking when it was on my sail. C- oh my god! And I miss it. Oh, that's and like, cool. And I'm mad. Oh, I want it back.
0: So we get the X-wing show up. You know I love that we're X-Wing, sitting here. Show
1: up. I love that we're sitting here talking about our favorite ship, and we're just like, yeah, yeah, the Falcon, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, no, actually, you know what's funny? The um. On that Death Star that I had, um, there was a Millennium Falcon that actually attached to the top of it that looked like it was kind of like coming into the Death Star. Yeah. I lost that really early on. Mm. And then I held on to the Death Star for years. The funny thing is, I, I say funny thing, I, I, it's actually a really sad thing, is I think I lost it when my, um, there was a, there was a box... Probably like a big – like a giant Rubbermaid tote full of mm-hmm. toys that I think I left at my, my mom's house. And then years went by, and she and uh, her, her husband separated, and then they ended up selling the house. I think it was left in that house. Oh, wow. Um, basically, Quinn goes, what's in my pocket? OK, X-Wings are coming. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> X-wings come in, and I'm and I'm so happy to see an X-wing. I I seriously wish I still had that toy. And the thing is, I go if I go online right now to buy that toy, it's gonna be like two hundred dollars. Back then, it was like five bucks. Oh man. Yeah. We were dumb. Hey, you know what? I still got my Pokemon cards. Maybe they're worth something. Hmm. Nope. X-wings show up. And it's so funny they 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 they're they're flying in and they look around and they're like all right yeah this seems like where's the, here's where the beacon's coming from like oh they're about to send out a uh, a ship you know it's, in te- it's it's getting ready for attack all right well let's just take it out yeah let's take it out all right ready here we go they take him out i was so happy <laughs> here's the guy who's like screwing him over here's the guy he saved he goes money he's moving on and, and 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 boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> That's it. So Mando out, flying out. Looks over at Baby Yoda, hands him the little ball from the handle, from like the beginning. Yeah. That he was like playing with. Hands. He's mm. like, H- here you go. You know, just play with it. I know you like it. And he goes. I told you that was a bad idea. It was almost as if, like, they sat there and talked. He goes, hey, should I do this? Yeah, I mean, why not? And he goes, no, it's a bad idea. No, I think you should do it. Well, okay. I mean, if you think so. Just just be safe, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out here. You be safe, and I'll be back. That's how they made it seem. Okay. And then they go there from there and you see the others they're locked in the prison he didn't kill them he just locked them in the prison and you know yeah that boom was pretty boom much it boom and that's the end of it and honestly i was like wow like this jeez <laughs> uh, I, I i don't know i have to say last, last episode really cool not my favorite Last episode, episode was
1: af- that last episode was definitely
0: filler. Yeah. Last episode filler, was a filler but- episode.
1: There's nothing wrong with filler episodes, especially when you're doing something that's gonna, you know, of, of this magnitude that's gonna be this long. You need something like that. You need it you need, you know, your your come down episodes here and there. I don't have a problem with that at all. If they have to do a burner every now and again, you know, go for it. I mean, it's been so consistently good that even when you do have filler episodes, there's still good episodes. There's still stuff there that you can take away and look at and say, oh, wow, this is really awesome. So it, it's not that big of a deal. This week, right. oh, my God.
0: This week, this episode was amazing. This was incredible. I, I have to say, I mean, this is my favorite since the first and second episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, third third and fourth were great. Um, They were great, but this was just oh man I mean third third was amazing you know he goes out and breaks them out and does that and whatever but I mean honestly, I have to say this this is definitely my favorite you know one of one of my favorites mm-hmm. of the series so far just just because it 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 brought in so many elements you get the heist feeling you've got the horror feeling you've got like they really just brought so many different elements into it again you know we've got uh Rick uh, Fa- Fama, jeez, uh, I'm gonna say that wrong every time. Fama Yua, um, I haven't seen his name in, in the credits before, until now. Uh, and dude, honestly, kudos, man. Like this is great. I know that Favreau's behind the whole thing, and he picked him to say, hey, take this and make it a crazy heist film. And he yeah. did it, and it was like, whoa, that was great. I was just, I was pumped. I was, I was pumped. I, I was drawn through the entire thing, and I just, I just thought they did a great job. You know, this episode was, it, it blew me away. It definitely blew me away. I did not expect to see this, this episode. I wanted to see, like, oh, who's that, that person walking through the, uh, the desert there? I'm like, are we gonna see who it is? No, <laughs> we didn't. Whatever. Great episode. I I am I'm blown away by it and I think that um I mean geez at this point we're 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 almost done with the season. Yeah, so, only a few more episodes left. What were we on six? There's gonna be what? Yeah. Eight, nine? Eight, eight Eight or nine, yeah. Eight th- or I nine. I think they so said yeah. nine. Yeah. I we're we're almost there. Yeah, um, it's almost over. I wonder what I wonder what they're gonna tie up. You know, I thought um because before we didn't really know um, where they were going, if they were gonna do one season, that's it. You know, so it's like, oh, you know, what are we doing with this? Is Baby Yoda done? Well, I
1: did. I after after last week when we had this discussion, I actually did a little bit of research, and I found out that the second season's already been ordered by Disney, and it's in production. Favreau uh, recently, uh, and when I say recently, I mean within the past couple of months, finished writing the second season, so it is happening. It's just a matter of when they start filming, when it's going to be released, blah, 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 blah. I'm guessing sometime next year, usually how those things go. And, you know, I can can wait. I'm not opposed to that, especially with something that's this decent. I want it to remain decent. So by all means, take your time. There's no rush to immediately get something else out there. You know, I really hope, excuse me, I really hope Disney doesn't, you know, Get into the, oh my god, this is so popular, we have to rush something else out mentality. I really want them to take their time with the second season and make it as good as this was. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, when you start rushing things, that's when it's, it's gonna, people are gonna be able to tell. Absolutely, I want them to take their time with it. So, there is that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just something that I'm looking forward to for next year. And it's not like, you know, it's not like we're going to have any less content on Disney because the Mandalorian's gone. Marvel is going to have a sea of television and movies come out over the course of the next year that, you know, people like us are going to be able to just consume. It's going to be awesome.
0: All right, well, that uh, concludes this week's episode of Black and White Commentaries. All right, we're done. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next week.
1: Yeah, have a good one.